I want to call your attention back to a portion of text that was read for your hearing. I want to look again at the Old Testament in Genesis, Genesis chapter 12. I want to look again at verse number 5, verse number 5 in the NIV, which is speaking about Abram. It says in verse 5, he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they have accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Union Wesley, I want to share with you a simple thought. I tell you all the time, it's not, uh, it's not a catchy thought. It's not a flashy uh, title, but it's a simple thought that I want to share with you. Uh, and it's this. It's time to make a move. It's time to make a move. Come on, would you say that one with me? It's time to make a move. Come on, let's do better, Union Wesley. It's time to make a move. Oh, yeah, it's, it's time. It's, it's time to make a move. His name was Homer Adolph Plessy. His name was Homer Adolph Plessy. He was 30 years old and was a shoemaker. He boarded the East Louisiana Railroad in New Orleans, Louisiana. I already got some company. Man, somebody said, yeah, I know where you're going. He boarded with a first-class ticket to Covington. He walked into one of the doors of the coaches that was reserved for whites only to be seated. Plessy could have avoided confrontation with the police that followed him later. He could have avoided it because, catch the word, after all, here's the word, he was an octoroon. I said he was an octoroon, a person with one-eighth of African or black blood, which is to say that out of eight grandparents, one of them was biracial, and the other seven were European. Y'all listening to me, Union Wesley? Plessy could have avoided any conflict because after all, Plessy was light-skinned. He was so light. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? He was so light, nobody would have even known he was black unless he told them. Are you with me? Plessy could pass for someone that was white. If he kept silent, he would have been able to make his trip without any conflict and any issue because he was nearly white. 
Nobody had to know. But hear me. Plessy knew. Plessy knew who he was. And Plessy loved the skin he was in. See, some people don't like the skin that they're in, but, but hear me, Plessy loved the skin that he was in. So Plessy, with intent, went into the whites only seated railroad car. He went in with the intent that he was going to sit out where he wasn't supposed to sit. He made up his mind that he was going to make a move. And because he made a move, do you understand how many court cases have been based on Plessy? Do you hear me, Union Wesley? Do you know how many court cases have been won because of his being intentional about making a move that would make a difference when it comes to people that look like you and look like me? Listen, all of us find ourselves at the, crossword, at the crossroads where we too must make a move. We can choose to sit idly by if we want, but ain't nothing going to happen. The only way that change is going to happen is for you and I to make a move. Somebody say make a move. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? Inactivity is the enemy to progress. I said inactivity is the enemy to progress. Idleness is the enemy to progress hear this one laziness is the enemy to progress if you ever if you ever don't want to move forward if you ever don't want to see change then hear me somebody all you have to be is inactive all you have to be is idle all you have to be is lazy and I'm here to tell you ain't nothing gonna happen and ain't nothing gonna change you don't have to say man this morning I know that might be a little bit uncomfortable but if you want to see change you gotta make a move in other words, you and I will never experience progress if we're inactive, idle, and lazy. To sit idly by and to watch others pursuing purpose is dangerous to our progress. Some of us have spent so much time of our lives watching and waiting for stuff to turn around that hasn't never turned around yet and we're still waiting and still watching for something to change are you listening to me God does not honor people who just want to watch if all you want to do is sit on the sideline content and happy with the way things are God does not honor that God honors workers. God honors people that will roll their sleeves up and make a move. Make a move because God wants you to make a move. Hear me, God did not create you and I to live in stagnation. 
That is why we must be careful who we allow to sit in our space. Because sometimes the folk in your life become so weighty until they encourage unhealthy growth and unhealthy progress. Listen, all growth is not healthy growth. Some growth is not healthy. God wants us to grow in a healthy way. Every day is a day that God has given us that you and I will never get that day back again. You and I need to do something with the day that God has blessed us to be a part of. Because truth of the matter is, if you ain't going to do nothing with the day that God blesses you with, why should he give you another day to live and another day to breathe? If you ain't going to do nothing with it for him, why do you need it? God wants us to grow, he wants us to progress, and he wants us to move forward. We often ask our children, Brian, Rachel, and Sari, they're grown now, but when they were children, we always asked them when they came home from school, what did you learn today? The question for you and I is, what have we learned? What have we learned that God is trying to do in our lives personally and in our lives collectively? What have we learned? At some point, you and I must make a decision. That you and I are not going to be miserable all of our life. We must make a decision that we are not going to be unhappy every day of our existence. At some point you have to make a decision. Hear me Union Wesley. We have to make a decision if it ain't working. You're going to work it until it starts working. You're going to do something. That's going to cause things to change and begin to move as God wants them and desires them to move. You're going to have to stay focused and move closer to the goals that God has established. You're going to have to have some enthusiasm and some energy. Ain't nothing worse than somebody trying to get something moving, but you ain't got no energy and no enthusiasm at all. If you ain't excited, why should anybody else be excited? That's all right, Union Wesley. I know I'm right today. Him and the enemy enjoys watching you be depressed and miserable. He loves watching you and I get up and go to work, go to the same place, and do the same thing. He loves watching us go through that ritual and routine of the same thing in our marriage and the same thing in the workplace and even the same thing in the church of Jesus Christ. Hear me, Union Wesley. The devil is a liar. I made up my mind that if I'm going to the same place, if I'm going to the same place I went to yesterday, when I get through going to the same place, it's going to be a different place when God gets finished with me is there anybody here you might go to the same place but it's gonna be a different place when God gets through with you the marriage gonna be different the workplace gonna be different the organization is gonna be different because God expects me to make a move 
you and I are on assignment by God to do great things for God. Not some little trivial thing that, that just anybody wearing Levi jeans can do. God wants you to do something that, that nobody else can do. God wants you to do something that is hard to do. But hear me, there the Bible says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? The answer is absolutely no. God is ready for you and me to do great things. God is ready to fulfill potential that is in you and it's in me. God is calling you and me out today. So that you and I can do more. Hear me somebody. More than we've been doing. God says. That greater is in you. God is requiring you and me. To embrace the new places. In our lives. That he is requiring. Growth. From us. Hear me. God is trying to get you and me. To break up. With old tendencies. That's good y'all. You don't have to say amen. I'm going to say that one more time. God is trying to get you and me. To break up with old tendencies. Or proclivities. To break up with old relationships. With people that are. Doing more damage in our life. Than they're blessing our life. Hear me, it's going to damage your future if you don't break up some old tendencies and some old proclivities. Amen. So you and I need to stop entertaining some things. And we even need to stop entertaining some people. We have entertained some folk long enough. Hear me, somebody needs to understand that you are a door prize and not a doormat. Please understand there's a difference between a door prize and a doormat. You walk on a doormat. You wipe your feet on a doormat. But you need to tell somebody, I ain't your doormat, but I am your door prize. Listen, I'll be a blessing to you. I will help you. I will be a gift to you because I am a door prize. Amen. Not your door mat. I know that's right. Hear me, don't, don't, don't entertain something or someone from your past that didn't pass the test then. And you think all of a sudden because they show up, they're going to pass the test. Now, I know I'm right this morning. Listen, this is somebody's season. If you're going to make a move, this is your season to delete some people from your contact list in your cell phone. This is your season. If you're going to make a move, you need to delete them from your Facebook page or your Facebook friends. This is your season to say delete, delete, delete. I don't know where you're going, but you got to get up out of here. God is ready. He's ready to take us where he wants us to go. But some folk can't go with you. And you got to delete them. Can I, can I give you a nugget, Union Wesley? It's not a point, it's a nugget. All right, it's a nugget. God's actual blessing is in making a move. 
God's actual blessing for you and for me, it's, it's in making a move. Or it's in starting. It's in taking a step. It's in putting forth some effort. I think that God's frustration with us is he can't get us to make a move. I think that God gets frustrated and angry with us because he tells us to do something and we ignore what it is that he told us to do. He can't get us to make a move. Hear me, you'll never fail at anything because you never make a move on anything. Some of us do a whole lot of talking, but we ain't moving anywhere. Listen, we should have moved on this a year ago. We should have moved on that five years ago. We've been talking about this for 10 years or 20 years and ain't nothing moved yet. God is saying this is your season to be just like Plessy. This is your season to make a move and be intentional about the move that you make. Are you with me, Union Wesley? We'll never lose anything if we don't make a move. Never lose weight. If you never make a move. Listen, you, you'll never be qualified for the job if you, if you never make a move. You'll never save any money if you don't ever make a move. You, you'll never get in position to buy the house if you never make a move. You, you'll never start your own business if you never make a move. Listen, your relationship will never be healthy if you never make a move. Nothing happens. When we don't do nothing. I said to you before, you and your Wesley, God doesn't always change situations. No, we, we want God change this for me. Change him for me. Change that. No, God, God ain't changing everything. Hear me somebody, God changes people. And he expects people to bring change into their own situation. So you and I must bring the change. We must make a move. Amen. The moment you and I make a move, that is when God begins to function on the move that we've made. Here my Union Wesley, making a move denotes that you agree with God when it comes to the future that God says has your name on it. Making a move denotes that you believe that there is more to come. Making a move, it denotes that God has so much more in store for you. Making a move says God has the last word. And all you and I have to do is to make a move or to take a step. When you make a move, when I make a move, when we begin to move in the direction that God told us to move in, God meets you when you make a move. Somebody say, well, I haven't met him, maybe. It's because you ain't made a move. If you want God to show up, if you want God to manifest his presence, his power, you and I must make a move. Hear me, this is somebody's season. Hear me, this is, I ain't talking about everybody. This is somebody's season. Hear me, not to be blessed. Uh-uh. This is your season to make a move. This is your season to get started. 
This is your season to begin something that you've been given a whole lot of lip service about. This is your season to move, to start, to get it done. Been talking long enough. This is my season to make a move. What is it that you should have been, have done by now? What is it that you should be well far along the way? What is it that you have failed to make a move to do? The text says that Abram went forth to go into the land of Canaan. He made a move. Abram made a move. Cana was not going to come to him. If Abraham was going to get to Canaan, he had to make a move to get there. Ain't nobody going to do it for you. Ain't nobody going to give it to you. God ain't going to drop it down from heaven right in your lap. Hear me somebody, even when you read scripture and the Bible talks about how God in leading the children of Israel through the wilderness, the Bible talks about how God fed them manna from heaven. And then God gave them fried chicken in the evening. Hear me, when you understand what manna is, you need to understand that manna is not bread that's already baked. God wasn't dropping down loaves of bread. He wasn't dropping down biscuits. Do you understand that it was a seed that he dropped down? And you had to grind the seed and beat the seed, then bake the seed. God said, I ain't doing all the work. I'll give you a seed. But what you do with it, Amen. it's all up to you. Hear me, Union Wesley, if you want it, make a move. Hear me, am I talking to somebody in your personal life, your career? If you want it, make a move. Stop talking about what you want to do. Stop talking about what you could do. Stop talking about who tripped you, who tried to stop you. God said, make a move. Make a move. Now is the time to make a move. Now is the time to start. Now is the time to begin. Many of us have missed moments and missed opportunities because we chose to be stagnant and we chose not to make a move. God ain't doing it for us. Can I give you another nugget, Union Wesley? Hear me. Nothing is birth in watching. Nothing is birth and watching. Ain't nothing going to happen just because you looking. It's only birth in trying. It's only birth when we exude some effort. It's only birth when we do something. Can birthing come as a result? Something has got to happen. We must take the initiative to make a move. Can I give you another nugget, Union Wesley? Hear this now, you and I have to participate in our own deliverance. That's good right there, y'all. Amen, that's, that's, that's good. You and I must participate in our own deliverance. In other words, you and I have to have a hand in it. You and I got to chip in. 
You and I must give some aid, give some assistance in our deliverance. Deliverance does not just happen and you don't have to do nothing to make it happen. No. Sometimes we must participate in our own deliverance. You and I have to do something. You and I have to push it. You and I have got to have some skin in the game. Again, God won't do all the work. No, we must participate in our own deliverance. So if you want deliverance, we must participate in that deliverance. If Abram was going to get the Canaan, he had to participate in his deliverance. The promise of God, here's another nugget. The promise of God exposes you to the you. You can be with God's help, but you ain't that you right now. Uh, the promise of God exposes you to the you that you can be with God's help, but you ain't that you right now. Ain't nothing worse for somebody to think they've arrived. When they are nowhere to the promise that God declared. Listen, not, not, nothing is worse than to think you don't need to grow no more in no area, no dimension of your life. Listen, it's sad for you and I to believe that we don't need no improvement in any area of our life. Hear me, that, that we are just perfect. The way that we are? No. God can only expose you to the you. You can be with his help if you are opened to God sharing with you where you need help the most. Are you listening to me? I'm almost done there. There is a you that you can be with God's help. That you are not that you right now. I'm talking to a husband. I'm talking to a wife. I'm talking to a leader. I'm talking to a minister. I'm talking to a church. I'm talking to a neighborhood. There is a you. That you are not that you. That you can be with the Lord's help. The promise that God shows us. He shows us the you that we can be so that you and I can reach a place that we dislike the life and the place where we are right now. I mean, God, God shows us where we can go so that you and I can become dissatisfied, so that you and I can become uncomfortable Staying where we are. He shows us what we could be. To make us angry and to make us upset. With where we are. That I refuse to be comfortable. With where I am. After God has given me a glimpse. Of his glory. That let me look into the curtains of heaven. And see what I can be. With God's help. And I wonder is there anybody here that refuses to settle with where you are. God has shown you a glimpse of what you can be. 
and you don't want to stay where you are you want what he said you and I God wants us to become hostile to the point that you and I will get up off our rusty dusty that you and I will get up off our blessed assurance that you and I will make a move you and I will start moving in the direction that God would have us to go God wants to bless you he wants to bless you you want to say I'm done Abraham leaves Ur of the Chaldeans so that he might go into the land of Canaan that God promised but when you go home read Joshua 24 and 2 read Joshua 24 and 2 because Lord shows us in Joshua 24 and 2 why Abram had to leave Ur of the Chaldeans the Bible declares in Joshua chapter 24 and 2 that Abram's daddy Terah Nim were worshiping other gods so God says listen I got a place that I promised for you but you can't stay here where you are because where you are they worship other gods and I refuse to have my people who I have brought through the Red Sea I refuse for those that I created to worship some other God God says where you are Abram ain't big enough for me and them other gods he says I want to take you to a place that's bigger than where you are he says where you are ain't big enough where I want to take you is bigger and is better he says it's got more room and more space where I'm taking you it's bigger it's better for you and your people did you hear me Union Wesley it's bigger and better God says where I want to take you it's better for you but you must make a move I'm done it's, it's time for you to make a move. I don't know what area of your life because listen this 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 addresses all areas of our life where is it that you've been sitting on the fence long enough where is it that God wants you to do like Abram and make a move 